This is episode 38 of the Hillcrest Duo, taped in beautiful Crest Hill, Illinois, 60403. Today is Saturday, July 9th, 2016. I am Metal John on Twitter, at Metal John Radio. The other half of the duo with me, as always, Mr. Brad Risto. I am Outsider Brad on Twitter. Good afternoon-ish, Metal. Good afternoon. It's beautiful here in Crest Hill, Illinois. It is. Beautiful, sunny day. And on today's episode, we're going to talk reboots. Of course, we've got Ghostbusters opening next week and big reboot. Lots to talk about Ghostbusters. We'll have our full review coming up in maybe a week. week, Next week? A week, maybe a week after. We'll have a review coming up for you, but uh, it got us thinking about reboots and maybe yep. some things we wouldn't mind seeing be rebooted. Maybe mm-hmm. an old TV show that you would like to see come back, yeah. or an old movie you would like to see rebooted, or mm-hmm. maybe video games you'd like to see turned into movies yep. that we haven't seen. Anything reboots. We're going to talk about that a little bit later on. Before we get to all of that, though, we got a couple of uh, big things going on. Uh, probably the biggest thing going on as of this morning in the world of pop culture, is the release of the new Pokemon game. Pokemon Go, and I have it. And I don't have it. It is the one of the weirdest games you'll ever play. So why is everybody playing it, Brad? It's an augmented reality game. There's a Rattatat in front of you, by the way, right now. Oh, yeah, should I? Am I hitting it? <laughs> I just um, took a picture of you with it. Hold on, there we go. Oh. <laughs> it's an augmented reality game, and it forces children to do something they haven't done in ages. What is that? Go outside, because you have to walk around your neighborhood, which, you know, probably could be a problem in some cases. Okay. But, yes, you um, go around, and you hunt for Pokemon in the real world, just like you would in the game by, by hitting the D-pad. You throw a Pokeball at the um, uh, Pokemon, and you catch it forces you to walk around it is the best stealth exercise app ever really so i maybe i should get on this thing yeah it's it's an amusing game i mean you, you obviously work in downtown chicago you go for your walk mid-afternoon and yeah. you can be hunting for pokemon while you're walking so what uh are you right competing now, against friends i have not gotten that far yet so i don't know because i have not done much walking in the places i have done walking Oddly enough, have had no real Pokemon attacking me. But so they've I, already been taken from that spot. <laughs> but it'd be my guess. I don't know how it really works. I haven't done that much research into it. I just know I downloaded it because I've been playing the games since they first came back came out back when I was in sixth grade. So it's a game that's been through um, with me throughout my entire life, and I just wanted to try it because it was a bit of a novelty and it's amusing. I could see myself just giving up on it just as quickly as I picked it up. But right now. Obviously, yes, that is the big game going on right now. You see people taking their screenshots of where the Pokemon showed up. Yeah. Well, uh, another big thing within the last uh, day or two, and I actually am surprised. I heard this on national news. National. This is making national news. Is this, this, is, this is not just geek pop culture news. No, this is this national, national news. news. Yes, go ahead. Iron Man is becoming a teenage girl, and not only that, but a teenage African-American girl. Who I think is from Chicago, too, as I recall from some of the stories I read. So, uh, this is comic book world, though. Yes. This isn't movie world. Robert Downey Jr. still has a job. Yes, RDJ still has a job. He will be in Spider-Man Homecoming. He's not passing it off to, I don't know who, but he's not handing it off quite yet. Yeah, but we've seen this becoming more and more. um, Mm -hmm. The comic book news... When when major changes are coming to characters, especially characters we're familiar with, this is actually becoming new. I remember when they announced that 
Captain America was part of Hydra. Was a Nazi. Oh, or a Nazi. Turned, basically, no, well, that's what Hydra same is. Thing, it, yeah. The same thing. And that they said this is who he really is. And I'm going to give everyone a quick spoiler. They Issue 2 came out two weeks ago, I believe. It's mind control, basically. Cosmic Cube to alter reality. And it's the problem of the world right now. Oh. So it's not as um, uh, groundbreaking as you thought. They uh, When they said this is who he really is, they were lying to you. Yes, he is part of Hydra, but it's going to be a problem he has to overcome as the hero he is. But, yeah, we've seen this before. Like when Spider-Man um, uh, um, unmasked, that was um, CNN News. When they killed Captain America briefly, that was um, uh, News. So it happens every now and then, and this is another one. So, and quick thoughts on it, though. Iron Man giving up the, the mantle, passing it on to a, a teenage girl to take over. The teenage girl is the one that kind of um, uh, strikes me as odd. I have no problem with Iron Man passing on the mantle because, obviously, he can't do it forever. He is an old man. You mean he's not ageless? Well, he, you know, they sometimes let you get older <laughs> in the comic books. But, you know, it kind of makes sense of him there being another Iron Man. But handing out to a teenager seems kind of odd because that's like saying... I have this device of immense power. You could take on armies with it. I'm going to give it to this 14-year-old girl. That seems like a great idea. If, yeah, I don't does, get it. Doesn't it have a nuke? Yeah. So? I drink. <laughs> well, maybe that's why. Maybe they're like, we're going to give it to you because your mind hasn't been corrupted with alcohol and drugs yet. Although, to be quite honest, in the comic books, he gave up uh, drinking ages ago with one of the best storylines. The storyline that everyone wanted to see in the movies was the demon in the bottle one where he gives deals with alcoholism, but that's one we never saw, at least haven't seen yet. But still, he's not an alcoholic and in the comics anymore. They probably won't show that. No. Because Disney owns it. Yeah, and that's um, a, a little too deep. Yeah. But, you know, it's I kind of dig it. It's a nice um, uh, throw out there because there's um, a lot more diverse um, superhero community now. There is a... Um, uh, Half um, uh, African-American, half Hispanic Spider-Man, Miles Morales. Peter Parker still exists. Um, there is a, um Arab-American uh, um, uh, Captain Mar- Miss Marvel. So they're um, going to continue bringing in uh, different characters that are more diverse, and I'm completely fine with it. Yeah, a I mean, and pe- this is the comic book world, too. I mean, the comic book world doesn't always transition to movies instantly. Oh, yeah. Um, this could get spun off maybe... Five years from now into a TV series. A cartoon, you know, maybe. Or a cartoon. Or, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that people need to, like, you know, freak out and think that the next movie is going to be this storyline. No, this, the, comic books are, the, the comic books are where they take their source material from, usually. Well, speaking of source material, obviously over the summer months here, there's not a whole lot going on as far as a lot of our superheroes go. The TV shows that me and you watch and, yes. and talk about well, regu- that, on a regular basis. I do so, have so, one bit of news, actually, regarding our DC Universe, our Arrowverse. John Barrowman signed a deal. He is now going to be a character, a series regular across the entire Arrowverse. So that would mean Arrow. That would mean Flash. Legends Supergirl. of Tomorrow. And yes, Supergirl. He signed a new deal, so we will be seeing uh, Merlin a bit more. Wow. Dark Archer could be popping up more. That's actually really good news. Yes, I love John Barrowman. He's one of the best things about that show. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I, I think that's great. And, you know, but some of those shows don't come back until October, and it seems like when they all come back, they just come back at once. 
And, and they hit you hard. Yeah, and take up a lot of your time. So what are you doing right now to pass the time? You got any shows you're binge watching? Or? Um, I am rewatching. Guilty pleasures, Brad. I'm Let's rewatching Burn Notice on Netflix. Oh, One I love of the, Burn Notice. Burn Notice was a great show. Sam Axe, uh, uh, Bruce Campbell as Sam Axe, just delightful. And um, uh, the Michael Weston character just does a great job. Yeah, I mean, it's a modern MacGyver, you yes. know? I mean, for people that don't know MacGyver... You know, One when, you're, when we were kids, thing. like MacGyver was on, and we're like, wow, this guy can, like, make anything out of anything, mm-hmm. you know? And Michael Weston does it. And I like his spin on it, where he talks about, well, if oh, you his do narration this, is awesome. Yeah, That's his narration the is the best. Jeffrey Donovan is, uh, his narration. They should have did an episode where Bruce Campbell narrates. That would have been awesome. <laughs> well, they kind of did. They did the um, uh, uh, Burn Notice Fall of Sam X movie. Yeah. But he didn't get to do the like say, say what I'm doing while all this is happening, which was always one of the best parts of that show. But yeah. what are you watching in? What are you binging on? Well, I just finished season four of Orange is the New Black. I gotta um, get into that. Yeah, Brad. I mean, the, this season four, in my opinion, was the best of the four seasons. It had a crazy ending. Uh, a big character died. <gasps> um, and like I said, best season of the show so far. I mean, do you know the whole concept? Um, as far as I know, it starts with a nice person going to prison. Yeah, it's about basically. Basically, it's it, it, the whole show is set in uh, a women's correctional uh, facility. I've correctional seen those movies facility. before. Yeah. I've seen those movies before. Battle. But then, obviously, you have a pretty big mix and pretty diverse group of characters all in prison for different reasons. And then you kind of introduce all the security and the correctional officers and mm-hmm. their storylines. And then you kind of get into the backstories. We're like, well, here's a character that we've shown you for a while. Now we're going to tell you why she's in prison so in prison and what happened to her. And they tell you that story Ooh, through nice. backstory. I mean, and the main character, Piper, who, in my opinion, is the least favorite on the whole show. Like, probably the one character I'm not interested in at all. All these other characters are just written so well and acted so well, I care more about them. I'm like, hey, I want to hear what's happening with Susan. Mm-hmm. And that's what you learned a lot about in Season 4 was some of Susan's backstory. Um, and then you, it, it, all these other randoms that kind of come into jail and go out of jail and it, go into the shoe. It's really good. I, and what's what's cool about this show is that it's not necessarily a comedy. Right. It and it's I wouldn't say it's a full blown drama either because there's some parts in it that are really funny and a lot of references to pop culture mm-hmm. that kind of catch you off guard and you know so it's got a big mix of drama okay. and comedy get, dr- dramedy or whatever. I'll, I'll I would give say. it a go. I'll probably try. Start and it's only twelve episodes each season. I mean, you could probably get. I mean. Yeah, oh, I'm a binge-watching captain. Around. I can do that no problem. I can do that in a weekend. Yeah, I love it. I well, if you do, if you do binge-watch it, you'll have to keep the duo updated here. Um, I've got some guilty pleasures. I watch a lot of reality TV. Big Brother's on right now. So. I just can. I just never got into reality oh, TV. God, I love Big Brother. By the way, if you are watching Big Brother, James, the pranker, he's the guy I'm rooting for, and of course the cute nurse. Hello, nurse Bridget. Oh, uh, Definitely rooting for Bridget. Uh, Penn and Teller Fool Us returned this week. Oh, I do love I, that I, show. I, oh, I you watch it. Penn and Teller Fool that Us? That one's a good one. That That's yeah. a good show. That's a fun show. Just them t- trying to, um, magicians trying to trick them. Yeah, I, I we, think I that's just awesome. sort of wish we could um, find out how they did it, but we never do. Because it's yeah. against the magician's code. Yeah. Mr. Robot returns this week. We'll be talking about that Excited next about week, that. For sure. Waiting for that one, obviously. One of the big summer releases. 
All right. And as far as reboots go, well, we definitely want to talk reboots. Yes. And uh, um, uh, as you know, today is Saturday, July 9th. And coming out on the 16th in America, Ghostbusters premieres, but it uh, has an international premiere on the 11th, and that's when the reviews are embargoed to. They cannot uh, release a review. Now, you and I both know that... I didn't that even know that was a thing. You didn't know that there were review embargoes? Yes. No. People see... Well, for those of you uninitiated, like yourself, Metal, when there's a review embargo, usually that means the studio does not think they're going to get good reviews and they're worried that it will dampen ticket sales. Ah, so they want to wait. See, because I've always thought, like, media members that have that go to premieres, and I know they yes. see them one or two weeks early, they don't necessarily post their reaction until it's close to release date just because no. of their – Hey, I'm getting paid by a newspaper to write a review. I'm not going to tweet my review a week before I'm going to write my review. No, especially. I, I mean, I'm sure there is some of that yes. going on. Some of it, but they but, just um, move it to the top. I mean, we can take a, um, a, an example from two movies from this, earlier this year. There was Batman versus Superman, where the reviews were not released until the movie came out, and Captain America: Civil War, which had reviews out two weeks early. Yeah. But you, hey, let me ask you this, Brad. I mean, I, I, I get the embargo thing now, and I appreciate explaining because it does necessarily think, oh, they're not going to have high hopes for they're this. They're not confident. That's why, they don't want the, that's why they don't want the reviews getting out too early. Yes. However, let me ask you this, Brad. Mm -hmm. I know you're a huge Ghostbusters yes. fan, and I love Ghostbusters, too. I was excited too. about um, a new movie. I mean, do you have any hope whatsoever that this is going to be good? I don't really, and it has nothing to do with the cast. I think the cast is great. I like uh, most of the people cast in it. I think um, uh, Chris Hemsworth trying his hand at comedy should be great. But the fact that they completely divorced it from the original movies at all. But see, I don't even feel like they divorced it. I feel like they still want to, like, keep their hands on it by putting Slimer in there. And then I saw the photo of a female Slimer, and I'm like, oh. Well, I, I suppose. And that weird wannabe Stay Puff thing. You know, I'm oh, you, the guy that looks like the Ghostbusters logo. Yeah, well, but I realize there, but they don't have any of the characters, any of the narratives that connected to the franchise that I cared about because it's a Ghostbusters movie, but it doesn't have the characters that I grew up having any kind of emotional connection to. It's just a new movie that has the Ghostbusters name. I mean, I'm sure there were different Ghostbusters. Fun story. There was um, a two – the reason why the cartoon was called The Real Ghostbusters is because there was a filmation series called Ghostbusters that had a talking ape in it. And that's sort of what this is to me. It's just a completely different movie that has no emotional um, value for me. Yeah. Oh, I, I agree. I And, and I, I feel the same way. Like I'm not angry that they made this movie. I'm not mad that they rebooted this. I'm not mad that they decided to do the real – the, the all female cast, but no, at I the same time, fine. at the same time, Ghostbusters isn't my Batman. You know, right. my, when it comes down to my Batman, that's a different story. Mm -hmm. But you know, with what they're doing with this, I, I just overall just the previews have just left me with a sour taste in my mouth. Every and time I, know I see that, a preview, I'm like, I know what's going to happen. I know what's going to happen to us. We're going to be accused of being misogynists because we're attacking the all female cast, but. There no, was the, there that. was the um if they would have done this in a movie that the same movie and uh, done the same trailers and did it with all guys and it had no connection to the original I still wouldn't be game I still would be like agreed Man. 
Agreed. I have no interest in this because none of the characters that I cared about from watching the real Ghostbusters as a child are here. It's completely different, completely divorced from it. I'm moving on. There are there have been different reboots that have come out recently, like Mad Max, but there was still a guy called Max in it. Yep. Yes, um, Furioso stole the show. She was the best character in that movie, but it was still a movie about a guy named Max, and he was very, very mad. Yes. So that's the problem that the characters I cared about and it's aren't more modernized here. with some of the updated technology mm-hmm. they can use to make action films. You know, yes. the characters doesn't have the characters I care about. That's my issue. I mean, I'm still going to see it, and I hope um, uh, my um, uh, fears are assuaged and it ends up being great. But going in right now, every single indicator says. This is probably going to be a bit of a stinker, somewhere between a 5 and a 7 on most review scales, and it might be lower. But I loved that movie as a child, and I wanted it to be good, because I want them to keep going. So your little heart's a little broken. Yes, I mean, all they really had to do is they could have done a a soft reboot. All they had to do was say, okay, we have Dan Aykroyd, and he's going to appear as Ray Stans, and he's going to appear like in two scenes, and then we're going to have this all-female cast. Where he's training new Ghostbusters That's all it had to be. That's all it had to be for me to have any kind of emotional connection. I just feel completely divorced from it. They cut me off and started a new one. That's fine, and I hope it does well, but it's just And I don't think it's going to bring a whole new audience. I don't think a younger generation is going to watch this. And get really excited about Ghostbusters and start buying up Ghostbuster toys, and and you know uh, neither do I, but I'm I mean, hoping I just I'm don't, wrong. That's why I, that's I why hope. I almost feel like this reboot makes no sense yeah. because you're not going to turn it on to new fans. I you're hope not I'm going to get new I, fans I, from it. I hope we're wrong about this because you know Ghostbusters is such a great franchise. It did everything right. It had the right amount of fear. It had the right amount of special effects. And it had some of the best comedy, especially comedy that you can watch now that you get when you're older and get so many more of the jokes. Because as a kid, a lot of them just went right over my damn head. Yep. And it was just wonderful dialogue. And one of the, there has been one review, someone apparently saw the movie and, didn't sign the embargo agreement and just did a video review in the car. So we're going to take this at um, with a grain of salt. He, maybe he never even saw it. One of the problems he said was there was they didn't have the chemistry. The chemistry between Aykroyd, Ramis, Murray were great. All three of them were old friends, so they had this um, a great comedic connection and great comedic timing with one another. And a st- great comedy is comes down to timing. Yep. And I fear that this one may not have it. I mean, I, all of them are great comedic actors, but sometimes you form the super team and it just doesn't cut, gel together. Happened to the, um, the Lakers in the early 2000s. But let's hope we're wrong, and let's hope that they can pull it out. Yep, we'll have our review coming up for you on the next episode of yes. the Hillcrest Duo. But uh, before we go, we do want to talk some reboots. Um, yeah. You know, obviously we grew up watching a lot of stuff that's no longer on TV, watched a lot of movies, played a lot of video games, uh-huh. so many things that have not been rebooted yet. What are a few things that you um, would love to see rebooted that has not been rebooted yet? A Sega Genesis game. It was one of my f- – there are actually two Sega Genesis games I'd love to see, but one of them is more of an action game, one's a sports game. One of them is an action game. It was called General Chaos. 
basically you it was an RTS of action game, real time strategy action game that me and my um uh, best friend neighbor played all the time. Just go around and blow stuff up. It was really simple, really weird, but I absolutely loved it. And another one, Mutant League Football. Oh, Mutant League Football. And Mutant League Hockey. Mutant League Hockey was good, too. But Mutant League Football, you know, attack the ref. Damn right. Go after the ref and uh, take care of him. Just cheat, point up, cheat. And with graphics these days, that would be a really awesome yes, video game I, reboot. I, that would be a really, I agree, because, really I mean, one. some of those video games, though, I, I appreciate the nostalgia of them. Like, yes. I ha- I still have my Super Nintendo. I still I have- love my SimCity on Super Nintendo more than all those other SimCities. Smash TV, I love that. Smash TV. Mar- I love the Mario Kart for Super Nintendo. Yes. I love the old Mortal Kombats on Super Nintendo. Toasty! Yeah. Oh, friendship, man. I was in Mortal Kombat 3 or 2. Oh. Friendship was in uh, Mortal Kombat 3. But, yep. I mean, I still remember being a kid. I would get a $5 allowance every week. Bike, um, uh, ride my little bike to one of the two video rental stores, two in my town. Oh, I and, had like three. And, Go bo- ahead. and both of them had video game sections where for two bucks I could rent a game and just play any game I wanted for the weekend. Remember that $5 went a long way. Not only yeah. – I was the same way. I would get $5 or $10 allowance, and we'd ride our bike. We can go to the video store, and we're going to get a movie for like two bucks or yes. $1.50. Um, we can go to the candy baseball card store. Like oh, it was a baseball yeah. card store that also had candy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That five dollars went a long way. You get a pack or two, sometimes two packs of cards, and, and you get a some bubble gum and some gum. And they... Um, or if you actually got a nice allowance, like ten or twenty dollars. Yeah. Go to haunted trails, get a ton of quarters, and play video games all I afternoon. Do... One of the other things I used to do is I remember setting up a lemonade stand with my friends. And we would um, obviously sell some lemonade, and we would take our profit, 10 bucks. Ooh, we were rolling in the dough. And we would get go a yacht? To, <laughs> no, we went to our local community's um, uh, fast food restaurant, the Lemon Tree, and got some garlic B- fries. BG fries, butter garlic fries. Nice. Yes, even you from Japan know about the BG fries at the Lemon Tree. Yep. So um, there is one more thing I'd like to see turned into a movie. It's a game that was actually um, re-released for Xbox One yesterday, at least became backwards compatible, and that's Red Dead Redemption. It is an awesome story set in the dying days of the Old West. Just one of the best stories Rockstar Games has ever told, if not the very best. Uh. Well, the number one thing on my list that I would love to see rebooted, if I could choose one thing right now to be rebooted, and I don't even say it has to be re- a rebooted or a sequel. Right. Go ahead. Dick Tracy. Dick Tracy. Dick Tracy. Warren Beatty the... owns the rights. Yes, he does. And he spent years trying to get that made, too, when he finally made it. I think that was – I remember – It, it again, came out. It opened June fifteenth, 1990. I saw it in Disney. I was down in Florida at that time with a, a family trip and went to a movie theater and saw it. And Disney fell asleep in the theater and had to go see it again. Him in that yellow trench coat. That was a very yellow trench coat. I mean, and I go back and I rewatch this movie maybe once a year. And really? It's so good. Like, just the, the sets, the characters, everything about it is so good. Like I don't think I I've feel ever like, seen it. I feel like if they bring back. What? I don't think I've ever seen it. At least not all the way through, because it doesn't show up very often. And I, I'm a couple years younger than you. I would have been 
sick. So well, I was ten when that came out. So well, that's the perfect age for something. But I had all the little energy. action figures, all the toys. I remember playing I, the game though. Remember the watch, man? The watch you well, get the every, watch every with the sticker kid, on it. Every kid calling, wanted that calling damn Dick watch. Tracy. Calling Dick Tracy. Calling Dick Tracy. Um, the soundtrack with the all the Madonna songs are pretty much. She did the entire soundtrack. I loved that movie. I want to see And it. I think if you go back and you watch it, Brad, when it ends, you kind of think to yourself, well, they could easily do a sequel to this. Obviously or couldn't have. they could reboot it, and Warren Beatty doesn't even need to be Dick Tracy if he doesn't want to, but he could bring somebody else in. But I feel like Warren Beatty still has the look. Like, he could still do a grittier, older Dick Tracy, maybe grooming somebody else. <laughs> well, and here's the other thing is the big storyline in Dick Tracy is he had the orphan kid. Kid is what they called him. Now that the movie's 20-something years old, you could have older kid, and Dick Tracy's kind of passing the mantle to him. Yeah, you know? that'd be awesome. I mean, I this is my number one thing, something I would love to see happen. Well, first, first of all, I'm going to figure out how to see it. I mean, I just looked at Netflix. It's not available. Hopefully, Amazon Prime will have it, and if not that, I'll just can, buy it. I'll just rent it on a – I'll just, just get it from – Just buy the Blu-ray. The iTunes, buy I'll it. get it from the iTunes store because my new television at home, I can just automatically sync up things from my iPad and watch it on TV. Yeah. And I have a number one TV show. What's that? But I, and when I was preparing for our podcast, preparing, I was thinking, all right, this is my number one TV show. I like to see reboot, and it just so happened, Family Matters, that I found some news about this too. Right? Is it Family so Matters? I'm going to tell you, want... you what my show is, and then I'm going to tell you what the news is. No, my show is actually a game show, Double Dare. Oh, why Mark doesn't Summers? Why doesn't Double Dare make a return? Well, they had the Double Dare 2000 and 2000, that's why. Wow. See, that's what I was getting on my notes. Like, So Double Dare was on from 86 to 93. But I wanted to be on and that And Mark so Summers much. hosted it. And then in 2000, it came back with two Summer seasons. Summer Sanders. Oh, yeah. And Jason Harris was the host. But that was just such a fun show to watch I as wanted a kid. to do that so oh, much. Oh, I know. You watch it, and you're like, i got to be on that show. I want to get slimed. It's I want to awesome. slime my family. <laughs> I, I want to go, go in the giant pie. Oh, remember the nose? You had to cl- oh, get all the flat. Like, I mean, I feel like with physical challenge, all the physical technical challenge, physical advancements challenge. we have, why doesn't this show make a comeback? That show I, was I mean, awesome. Nickelodeon. It has like three channels now, and all they do is show a lot of cartoons and original sitcoms and stuff. How do you not bring this back? Or not to mention that, how does the CW not say, let's put this on? on? You know, we've already got all these pop culture fans with right. all of this. Let's put a game show on that kind of ties into that. Um, and uh, Double Dare would be the perfect thing. Nickelodeon had a bunch of awesome shows, though, that were game shows. They had Legends of the Hidden Temple. I remember which that. Was an, which uh, was another one. Double I want to be in. Still oh yeah. So, oh, the, oh yeah. But Legends of the Hidden Temple going through the um, uh, uh, maze was like something I always wanted to do. And of course, guts. Oh yeah. I wanted to climb the Astro Crag so damn much. Now I don't know if you've ever been to Universal Studios in Florida. I have. But that's where Nickelodeon Studios is was and was. It was. Um, I, however, I will throw a quick tease out. I don't want to get off track, but Adam the Woo, look him up on YouTube. He's this dude that goes into like forbidden things. Oh yeah, with the, video games. He goes forgotten, into forgotten, Nickel, forgotten uh, Nickelodeon. He also went to another place that I loved. 
River Country down in yeah. Florida. River Country was the best Disney water park, by the way. He goes into all these, like, sometimes he goes into abandoned places. Yes. He goes into, like... Abandoned whatever is uh, the, the series. It's abandoned... Yeah, but Adam the Woo is his name. So just even if you just look him up, Adam the Woo, although, he's got a whole list of videos on YouTube. Although I will say he does need to do some editing, audio editing because he um, stumbles, especially since he's not doing it live. Yeah, he's but actually it, really entertaining, though. But his I mean, stuff I, is awesome. You do need to see these videos. So let me give you my news, though. Yeah, yeah. Here's, my, here's my news on Double Dare. Double Dare is making a return at Comic-Con in San Diego. We're going. See ya. I'm leaving right one now. one night only to celebrate the 30th anniversary. I'm walking. I'm leaving right now. Mark Summers is going to host it. Oh, one, one small thing about Mark Summers. You know how it was the messiest show ever? The man has OCD. Everything needs to be clean. So imagine get one, uh, someone at the end of the show would just kind of put their slimy hand on his face. <laughs> You can just see the terror in his eyes. I feel bad for you. You are the man, Mark. Yeah, so the little news blurb I got is, At Comic-Con, Double Dare will be streamed on Facebook Live from the Splats Facebook page starting at 9.30 p.m. Pacific time. Physical challenges including the Wrangler, Down the Hatch, the Human Hamster Wheel, and the Double Dare Nose will all be making a comeback on the obstacle course. Awesome. Behind-the-scenes photos, a Q&A session with Summers will also be featured on Twitter and Snapchat. That's all coming up at San Diego Comic-Con, which is at the end of the month. Awesome. I'm pretty pumped that that's going to be – I'll be all on top of that. But fingers crossed, Brad, maybe we'll say a little prayer together that this becomes the biggest and most talked-about thing at San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah. And it launches the reboot that I want so bad. I just the problem is we don't have a family with kids so we can't go on. We need to steal some kids. I will go kids. to the taping. Like I will go to a taping. I need to steal some kids and go on the show. God, I, I don't know who I, he is, but he just took us and said we had to be with him. That's right. We're doing this. Yeah, I would go to a taping of it. That would Oh, I I you wouldn't want don't you'd want to be on it, but I you know what? I'm taking a look at the clock on the side of the wall and I think it's time for us to move on out of here. Yep, so episode 39 will be coming up next, and uh, we'll be talking Ghostbusters, so make sure you tune in for that. This has been the Hillcrest Duo, taped live in Crest Hill, Illinois. That is Mr. Brad Risto. I'm Outsider Brad on Twitter. Follow me. I'll follow you back. I am at Metal John Radio. I'm also on Twitter. I will follow you back if you're real, but if you're a a sex robot, I'm not going to follow you back. I would so follow a sex robot. Oh, I got a lot of them following me, but I don't follow them back.